Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, The Difficulties of a First Dance. Eugene leapt through the window into the great hall. This is it, he thought as he strode over to a figure seated in a chair. The culmination of months of work would last for only a few minutes. When you do something no one has ever done before, something like what Eugene was about to do, you typically have a lot of preliminary work to push through, even for something as simple as a dance. For one, Eugene's partner couldn't dance. The extremely confident Eugene didn't consider that a problem. He planned to teach his partner how to dance on the spot. Another problem was his partner's height. Eugene's dance partner was less than half his height. Trying to partner up with someone that much shorter than you makes for difficult dancing. Yet another problem was, due to his partner's age, Eugene had to convince his partner's guardians to let them perform their historic dance. It took a lot of convincing, but Eugene finally got his partner's guardians to agree to the arrangement. As Eugene approached his short, young partner, he knew that, even after all the work to get here and all the practice he had put in, there was no guarantee that this dance would even work. That was the biggest problem Eugene faced. No person like him had ever danced with a person like his dance partner. Eugene had no idea whether the dance would work or what the public's reaction might be. Quietly, he approached his dance partner, then opened his mouth and criticized his partner. His dance partner jumped, surprised, and stammered out a response. Eugene kept at it, and soon the two were arguing, bickering back and forth. Of all the ways to begin a historic dance, this was not the way to get off on the right foot. However, Eugene soon lightened up on his little partner. He became encouraging and even began to sing. His dance partner joined in and they both stepped out onto the floor. Eugene performed a simple step and his partner mirrored him. They ran through several more simple steps before they ran wild, making crazy moves and dancing their hearts out all across the great hall together. Or not exactly together. In fact, when Eugene was singing and dancing his heart out, he was alone in the great hall. Only his partner's chair kept him company. You see, his partner was not there yet. 
Over the next few months, his young partner's guardians would painstakingly add him into the dance with Eugene, frame by frame. When people saw Eugene and his partner's dance, they loved it. They loved the flashy moves and the exuberant joy both of them exhibited as they danced their hearts out in that great hall. Everyone agreed that the tap dance was the highlight of Eugene's movie. You may not have heard of the film that this historic tap dance appeared in, a musical called Anchors Away, but you probably have seen some of Eugene's other films, such as On the Town, Brigadoon, and Singing in the Rain. And you most certainly have seen some of his dance partner's films, such as The Yankee Doodle Mouse, The Cat Concerto, and The Two Mouseketeers. These two made history when Gene Kelly became the first human to dance with an animated cartoon character, Jerry Mouse of the cartoon duo Tom and Jerry. And for this week, that's the word. So if anyone wants to see Gene Kelly dancing with Jerry Mouse, all they have to do is go on YouTube and search for that scene. Yeah, it's a really neat scene. It's kind of funny that that would be the first time a cartoon character and a human would dance together. Yeah, and it wasn't that long ago, if you think about it. So it's just amazing how technology has just developed over the years. Yeah, it was 1945 that this movie came out. And what's also funny is I thought that Jerry Mouse, I love Tom and Jerry, but that would not be the first character I would think of doing a song and dance number with Gene Kelly. And apparently that wasn't the studio's first thought either. Really? Yeah. The first uh, character, their first choice, can you guess who their first choice would be? I think you told me, but even if you hadn't told me before, I would have guessed. I mean, if you think about the 1940s and everything, what was really popular at that time was booming was... Walt Disney. So the answer is a different cartoon mouse. Yes. Mickey Mouse was supposed to be the first one, or that's what Gene Kelly originally wanted. But Disney gave a hard no because they were struggling after the war to uh, come back and they were focusing on making their own movies. Mm -hmm. And so Gene Kelly went and was very persistent with the MGM folks and getting the Tom and Jerry cartoons in there because originally the producers were kind of hesitant about it but then gene kelly just totally sidestepped them and went to william handa and joseph barbera directly oh wow and they were open to it eventually (laughs) he talked them into it that's why in the story we mentioned that yeah those guardians were kind of reluctant Mm -hmm. what's also funny is thinking about that long ago is tom and jerry wasn't that old it was uh 1940 was when the characters were created. So they were only uh, about five years old. Wow. And and that's the amazing thing. Again, going back to the technology piece, you, you assume a lot of things now because of where we are, but how innovative all that was when this happened with Gene Kelly and Jerry. Absolutely. 
Oh, we also have some follow-up here from last week. We forgot we were going to mention. That's right. Spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Decoding the Spy. Um, Regarding the story about Decoding the Spy, Father Walter Chizik was a convicted spy by the Russians because the Soviets falsely thought that he was spying for the Vatican, which wasn't the case at all. He was simply carrying out his mission as a Jesuit priest to minister to the needs of those in the Ural Mountains and behind the Iron Curtain so that they can have the sacraments in the country that was not allowing the sacraments to happen legally. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter at sonsofthunderrock.com. That's also where you can find our social media links and our email if you have any feedback. That's great. And of course, as this is being released on Wednesday of Holy Week, John Pierre and I want to wish all of you a blessed Triduum. And we'll be back next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.